1: has affected us in all sorts of ways, especially with how we think about our money. And today, we've got our eye on consumer trends that could emerge this year as we all continue to shift our behavior in response to the pandemic. If you are struggling with making financial decisions right now because you're worried about the potential impact on your retirement, take down this number right now so you can reach Pat Struby for some help, 803 803- 803-973-8473. That's eight oh three nine retire. You can call that at any time or you can connect online at retirewithpat.com. And with that, thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby, Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. And uh Pat, I hope all is well with you today. How are we doing?
0: I'm good. Good. Looking forward to talking today.
1: Yes, we have a lot that we're going to get to today. Uh, Certainly an eye on some of the consumer behaviors that we have started to see uh, in response to what's been going on with the pandemic. Uh, Are you familiar with Ernst & Young? They're kind of a professional services network in the UK.
0: Definitely heard the name. Absolutely. Yeah. So they've been
1: studying consumer behavior and... Throughout the pandemic, there were a few common behaviors emerged, and I'm sure we all know someone or or several someones who identify with some of these things. You have the people who were really cutting deep with their spending, slashing big time. You had the savers and the stockpilers, and and, oh my gosh, we all know people were stockpiling things, whether it was (laughs) toilet paper, or I just want to say to the people who were stockpiling all the yeast, and I couldn't find any in the grocery (laughs) stores— I want to know if you were actually making all the bread that you thought you were going to because I feel like a lot of people didn't do it.
0: I can assure you Jen that uh <laughs> Jan- Janelle and I were not stockpiling yeast okay, and good. <laughs> (laughs) Absolutely not
1: (laughs) Okay, good Because I want to have a word With those people When I couldn't find it But that was was another uh, Consumer trend we saw The people who They called hibernate and spend These were the people Who were kind of laying low They weren't doing anything physically And just staying around the house But spending online big time Or planning to do some more spending In the future And then the stay calm And carry on folks uh, The people who really didn't have To make any changes But Pat, when I go through All of these different ways that people were acting. I mean, can you even think of anybody who didn't change a single thing about how they spend money or how they make financial decisions during all this? I mean, really?
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, that would be impossible. You know, I mean, when you think about, you know, where you spend your money, um, you know, if you spend it on anything disposable as far as, you know, entertainment, like eating out or- you know, going to a movie, for example, in a movie theater, mm-hmm. um, you know, so many of those things either you couldn't do or it was very limited. Uh, and then of course, travel uh, is a huge one. Um, so I think on, on the spending side, um, that's where I think of right away with, with so many of our clients, um, just the things that uh, if you take um, either, it, it, what I look at for our clients, Jen, is a lot of them when they're still working, they're in their peak earning years. So they have good disposable income, you know, it's their last five or 10 years of work. And then those that are retired, they've obviously set aside money specifically for that type of spending. So when that was reduced uh, because you didn't really have any any choices, that's obviously a big one. Uh, and then when you mention you know changes to financial decisions in the last year, certainly I think the the pandemic created fear as far as investments and what's going to happen there. Mm -hmm. And then again, then with the election, you know, there's, there's concerns and fear over rising tax rates and rising debt Mm -hmm. and, you know, governmental decisions and interventions. And so I think all of those, had significant effect on people's concerns and decisions related to their finances.
1: Right. I mean just just a lot of different behaviors. It's really interesting to see how different people acted in different ways. You know, the the majority of the people surveyed in this study from Ernst and Young identified as savers and stockpilers. So they shifted their spending away from leisure activities and extras. And sometimes they had to because all those things were canceled. And then they also tried to save more and stockpile more. Was this something that that you heard clients talking about doing? I mean, how, how did a lot of your clients handle some of the, the ways they were changing their consumer behavior?
0: Yeah, I think uh, from a couple angles, I will say uh, as far as how the the save and stockpile group from the pandemic, I think two come to mind. We, we were very fortunate. We didn't have a lot of clients um, being furloughed or losing their jobs. Um, but they, we definitely have clients that are concerned about that and you know wanting to prepare. So there was that kind of stockpiling of emergency funds, right? Uh, maybe expanding that for a little bigger than what it normally is. And then the other one is exactly what you mentioned, which is accumulating money that you would have probably spent somewhere and you just can't anymore. And the number one comment that I heard from our clients is um changes uh to travel because sure. so many of our clients you know specifically we even have a number of people that will build in a a one specific item line in their in their spending plans for retirement. That's all about travel, hmm. and you know they're fig- you know the, the, it's the excitement, and the anticipation of planning the trip, and you put the deposit down or you prepay for it, and then all of a sudden, boom, everything stops. <laughs> right. And so, um, so those are discussions we've had, um, and a lot of times it's kind of like, well, the money's already spent. We just ha- didn't get to actually enjoy it, And so it's just kind of being delayed over and over again. And we're we're all hoping, of course. That that vacation time can be enjoyed um, down the road. But that's a good example of certainly how some of our clients have been affected, and that could be, of course, whether you're still working or if you're retired. And um, you know, that's just it. Just speaks to the idea of the written retirement income plans that we create for our clients. We want them to have an idea of where they want their money to go. And of course, if that's not possible, then how do we how do we shift? How do we make changes and make sure the plan is is still on pace? Um, if, if everything else is going well, then at least you have the benefit of knowing that you can either spend that money down the road or you're accumulating more to do later. And so those are good things, of course. And, and that speaks to having a plan and also having a planner who's with you, helping you adjust. And if you don't have a planner uh, helping you adjust your plans right now, Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's the reason we offer our five-step retirement review for absolutely no cost and no obligation if you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement. Call now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists, and I'm Jen Rezac alongside. That number, again, is 803-9-RETIRE. If you'd like to hear the numbers as you're punching that into your phone, 803 803- or that easy way to remember it, as Pat said, is 803-9-RETIRE. You know, the, the pandemic, Pat, as we have this discussion today about consumer trends and consumer behavior, a lot of people were cutting back on their normal spending. They have been. For some people, it was necessary to cut back, but for others- there just wasn't as much to spend money on with so many things being canceled as you were talking about with people traveling. And, you know, uh, and I'll say, I'm pretty sure the Coles people did a welfare check on my mom because she wasn't, <laughs> wasn't spending all the money that she normally would there. What is going on? And, you know, it, it's just been interesting that people really changed so much with how they were spending. But I think the one behavior, whether what you did do was the save and stockpile or the cutback, I think the stay calm and carry on mentality is what most of us would like to have in difficult times. And that's what a retirement strategy can help us with, right? To help us stay calm and carry on even when things get rough, because they will again one of these days.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of the uh, part of the, the whole planning process, Jen, is we're hoping for the best, but we're preparing for the worst. And, you know, when you use the phrase stay calm and carry on, that is that really does uh, speak to our philosophy, which is, um, you know, it's not about hoping that interest rates go up or tax rates go down or the stock market just continues going up up, up, and, you know, all the way you throughout your retirement, Um, you know, hope, we always say hope is not a strategy. And um, I think that having that sense of calm comes from having a plan. And that's one of those things that is one of our foundational beliefs here at Preservation Specialists. And while 2020 was such a difficult year, that was one thing we heard time and again from our clients, which was, they had the peace, the comfort, the calm of knowing they had a plan. Mm-hmm. And then when we were checking in with them or doing reviews or phone calls, they had that, I guess, reassurance that not only was the plan there, but that we were there to help them along the way with adjustments and to make sure they knew which things were right on track and which areas were things we may need to make adjustments for. And I think that that, that, that combination, we like to think, of course, is priceless. But if it's giving you that calm, I mean, that's what we all want, right? Calm in the storm.
1: Yeah, we we do want that calm in the storm, and that is what putting together a plan can help us with. Another thing that I think is interesting pat is there's been a shift in how we prioritize our spending thanks to the pandemic and and again this is something else that the researchers at ernst and young found and again i don't think this has anything to do with what your income level is because i think people at all different income levels had these kinds of shifts people started making spending decisions based on some different things including affordability people had more of a mind on that Uh, health and safety sustainability benefits to society overall and putting experiences first. And you had this real strong local movement pushed through as mm. well. So I think that's been kind of cool, that whole idea of supporting local and, and talking to local businesses. And and I just think it's important to point out, Pat, that you guys are a a small locally owned business. This isn't part of a, a big national, you know, wirehouse type of thing, right?
0: That's true. Yeah. Sometimes people would come in the office. They would just kind of look around and they were trying to figure out, is it just you? Is it, are you part of like a conglomerate? (laughs) Like what, what is preservation (laughs) specialist? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it was uh, founded, uh, founded 16 years ago and here locally. And we've just slowly expanded and uh, we love being, um, you know, part of the local footprint here in the Midlands. And Uh, I moved here in uh, early 2003 and and hung up a shingle and uh, it's home and we love it. And uh, we love raising our family here and we love being part of the community. And, you know, we've been getting involved in in local nonprofits as well. And it's something that we love doing um, as a company and also with our clients. And uh, hopefully our listeners know that that they can be part of that um, if, if they are excited to do that. Give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
2: The world is upside down, and millions of Americans are out of work. Debt keeps rising, and yet taxes and interest rates are at historically low levels. What's going to happen next? Oh, I don't know. Space monkeys could arrive. Times like these, it is important to do your homework and be prepared, especially if you're near retirement. Hi, it's Glenn Beck. This is not the time to go it alone and hope for the best. I want you to call Pat Struby today and find out what he can do for you right now. Do what other families just like yours have done for over 20 years. Call the team at Preservation Specialists. Call 803-9-RETIRE and schedule a complimentary phone or video consultation. Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists are local and independent. They're Focus is you and your retirement. So call 803 9 Retire. Schedule a complimentary consultation and be prepared for your retirement years. 803 9 Retire. Glambeck has been remunerated and is not a client. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal.
3: 2021 is here. If retirement is part of your plans for the new year, call Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists today. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. happy to be here alongside Pat. He's the founder of Preservation Specialists. As we get back into it, if you hear something you'd like to get some answers on, 803-9-RETIRE is the number you can call. That's 803 803- 9 retire pat want to talk a little bit about interest rates they are near record low levels this is something that we've heard for quite some time now it's so low it seems like you might as well just stuff your money under your mattress or stash it away in a cardboard box because it's hardly earning anything and but there's another risk to that which I, I don't think we've ever talked about before on the show. No. There's, a, there's a guy in Missouri who learned the hard way that a risk with stashing cash around his house, mice literally ate some of his savings oh, when it was no. in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the bank, they were able to reassemble the bills so he could be reimbursed, but they had to go through and pick through fur and everything else and, and reassemble the serial numbers, Oh, I might have just said, I'll forget it, but.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, so we've never talked about the rodent risk. That's not one of the villains in your book. I mean, no. what gives?
0: <laughs> Definitely not the rodent risk, no.
1: Uh, we should we should think about it though, but uh, but you know low interest rates. That's it's frustrating to not make anything in the bank. I think it's better than rodents chewing on your money. But <laughs> talk about how that can impact our savings over time.
0: Yeah, that really opens the door to a lot more retirement villains, doesn't (laughs) it? I hadn't thought of that. So thank you for the the tip. (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, Jen, you know, this is something that's, it's really a big deal to, I mean, certainly for anyone, uh, but for uh, a lot of people that are far from retirement, low interest rates can be a good thing, of course, with, you know, lower mortgage rates and, you know, other loans and things like that. Uh, But for a retiree, um, you know, it can be really challenging. and, And I always have to think back to, Uh, As I age, uh, many years and and even decades now Hmm. of experience, I remember um, running a bank investment department and walking in one day and they had a rate sheet every week. And I remember the money market being 6% and the CD being the one year CD being 7%. Wow. And I remember thinking, well, if you can make that much in something that's FDIC insured. Why not put a lot of money there instead of investing and taking the risk, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, those are times that retirees can't have right now. We certainly don't think that that's the case. So that's a huge problem because most retirees are looking for safety and income, which, of course, a good rate on a money market or CD would give you. And that's just not possible right now. So that means we have to look for alternatives and find other solutions to the to the safety and income. Problems in retirement,
1: right? And, and I think we're going to be in this same situation for quite some time. I, I think the the Fed is planning for for right now anyway to keep those rates pretty low. How do you help retirees navigate a low interest rate environment? Because this can be frustrating for people.
0: Oh no doubt, Jen, you're right. And uh, um, certainly, you know, we always say, you know, no one can perfectly predict the future. But my goodness, has um, has the Fed Tried to be as blunt as possible yeah. in saying they have no desire to raise interest rates for potentially years. So this seems clearly like uh, a, a situation that it. The last thing you want to do is just have money sitting around in a checking or savings account and just wait for rates to come up because that that's you know you're you're foregoing a lot of interest that way. So so how do you navigate that environment? You simply need to have alternatives to those um, safe but very low rate options, and so that just depends on uh... what you're open to looking into you know we always talk about the three worlds of money there are other options in that kinda of safe category that would probably require something with a longer term horizon uh, maybe uh, annuities um, and there are different types of annuities there are ones that pay a fixed rate but also ones that might be indexed to something like the stock market uh... it would not have stock market returns of course but it would have the potential to earn more than a cd Um, And then we talk about, um, in addition to the growth area, the risk area, like the stock market, there's kind of a middle world where we call that kind of steady income or dividend paying. And those could be, even in today's low interest rates, there are options that are paying four or five or even 6% dividends. Now those are not guaranteed and they're not FDIC insured, of course. Um, So there's trade-offs to all of these things and uh so we certainly wouldn't recommend anyone putting all of their eggs into any one of those baskets uh and and you know jen we always preach um divvying up your money Mm -hmm. uh and that's certainly the case and we think that's even more important now and that goes not only for your long-term you know retirement money but we even Talk about with your emergency reserve. Um, you know, it used to be, hey, if I could just leave a huge pile of money in my bank account and make a nice interest rate, then that's great. Well, you can't do that now. So some of our clients almost have we call it tiers of emergency reserve. So you might have your checking account for something that you need to access today, and then you have you know maybe a, a, an online money market where you can get a little bit of interest and you can get that money transferred over in a couple of days, and then maybe we'd have some very you know, lower risk um, dividend paying investments that we can access that you could also bring in if you needed to get money in say three months or six months or something like that. So there's ways to um, squeeze a little bit of yield out of there because you work hard for your money, you need your money working for you as well. And now certainly if you have money sitting in those zero or close to 0% interest rates and you're not sure what to do with it, certainly uh, a good option to give us a call and help help you talk you through some of those different scenarios that can be part of what we call a five-step retirement review, where we look at your situation and see if there's different things like helping you get more yield on your money to get started. All you have to do is give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that number is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: And if you would like to hear those numbers as you're punching it into your phone, 803-973-8473. But as Pat said, the easiest way to remember that is 803- Nine Retire, thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. You know, Pat, you can find a lot of articles about retirement planning that talk about guidelines like the 60-40 rule or the 4% rule, but with today's economy and the low interest rates that we're talking about, can you talk about why we should think twice before relying on basic rules of thumb, especially those that were developed when maybe we had some different economic conditions?
0: Yeah, I think that that's one of those things, Jen. That there's there's probably some tried and true, you know, like um, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, that's something that that has been around for for centuries that we would certainly agree with. But there are a lot of rules, like you mentioned, that um, maybe uh, maybe they could still hold true in certain situations. But it depends on you know where you're at. Um, so, for example, you know, taking a certain amount out of your portfolio or how you divvy up between stocks and bonds, that's affected by where those things are right now. And um, I was actually listening to an interview uh, by Robert Schiller recently. He's uh, one of the most respected uh, economists in the world, uh, professor of economics at Yale. Um, He actually was talking about how high the stock market is right now and how low bond rates are. And he said, uh, his quote was, this is one of the worst outlooks in the last 100 years for investors. Um, so if, if you're looking at your money and you're thinking, boy, the market seems risky and, boy, rates seem low, what am I supposed to do? Well, you're probably thinking very wisely because it's a dangerous time right now. And so just taking some you know, blanket rule from the past, um, that could be very dangerous right now because we need to be considering where things stand
1: in today's environment. Investing in the markets, I think that seems like one of the most obvious ways to generate income in retirement because you will probably see higher returns than what you're getting with these low interest rates at the bank. But then, of course, there's some risk involved there with investing. But should should retirees have a portion of their retirement assets invested in the markets anyway, even though there's a risk?
0: Yeah. This is one of those perfect examples, Jen, of where uh, you know, you could google the answer to this and you'd find i'm sure millions of hits right? Uh, right but but this is where a generalized answer we just believe it should be customized it should be individualized to every person because everyone's situation is so different what are you trying to accomplish with your money what are your needs uh, what's your comfort level with risk um i would say most of our retired clients like to keep at least a small amount in the market for the for the upside potential you know if they live a long time if there's inflation things get more expensive Um, Some don't. Um, Some have saved enough, and their goal is to not ever have to even think about the words Dow Jones again for the rest of their (laughs) life. Um, And now on the other hand, I have some. uh, I can think of a a married couple we work with that um, they're heavier in the stock market than most of our clients, and a perfect example of why um, they worked um, in education and have substantial uh, pensions that they're going to have. Uh, that we believe they'll have for the rest of their lives so they actually are not counting on their nest egg for income right now. Um, So they can look at that as something to say, hey, I'm willing to take a little more risk because it's it's not creating my income today. So that's where I would say it always depends on each individual person.
1: I think we can all understand the fear of investing as well. I mean, when you're retired, there's no more money coming in. You have less time to make up losses. But does this low interest rate situation highlight why it's important to have at least some of that money invested in the markets?
0: Well, I think what that means, Jen, is that you really, uh, once again, it's it's individualized. Um, If someone. Uh, needs their nest egg to work for them to help cover their expenses for the rest of their life, then they have to have their money invested in something other than you know, savings and checking and CDs and things like that. Uh, but some people have accumulated a lot, and that's not going to be a concern for them. So um, they can take a lot less risk than others. So it really, it's why we, we value so much uh, individualized, customized planning. Uh, if you haven't had that done, if you're just looking at general information online or hearing what others are doing, we would strongly encourage, you, give us a call at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a five-step retirement review at no cost and no obligation. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803-9-RETIRE.
1: This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back.
2: Save Your Retirement is more than just a radio show. It's also the title of Pat Struby's best-selling book. Order yours today. To schedule a visit for your own customized 5-step retirement review, call right now 803-973-8473. That's 803 9. Retire.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I'm Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is author of the book, Save Your Retirement. You can check out the website to learn more, retirewithpat.com. And Pat, we know there are always going to be challenges in life. That doesn't change in retirement. There are challenges that we have to face when it comes to our money and we can't control some of these things, things like interest rates. We, we can't do anything about that necessarily, but we can come up with solutions to work around them. So when we think about something, Pat, that's outside of our control, something like what's happening with the economy and with, with what interest rates are, what are some potential solutions that we can look at when we're faced with a challenge like low interest rates in retirement?
0: Yeah, you you actually said it well, Jen. Um, it's important for us to remember there are some things that are in our control and some things that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. I would say probably at forty six years old right now, that's good. That's a good lesson for all things in life, right? Not just your, <laughs> not just retirement planning, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, in specific to this challenge of low interest rates, well, there's certainly some things we can't control. Interest rates, of course, um, but we can we can control uh, remembering what our goals are and then what our Alternatives, mm-hmm. and so uh, for most people, their goals are going to be some combination of um, creating as much income as possible so they can enjoy their lifestyle in retirement, um, having safety or reducing risk dramatically on their principal because they're no longer in that point of you know investing for the long haul. They need the money right away, and then the third goal for most is having some type of return or growth. So uh, the reason that the, those are the priorities is because most people are looking for income right now, and then we also have to be concerned about inflation because things get more expensive over time. You can't have all your money sitting in a savings account not earning anything. Mm-hmm. So so those that's where I always start. Let's start with the basics. Let's make sure we're all on the same page and we understand where we're at, and then what can we do. And that's where we then just take a step back and look at, where do you have your money right now? and which parts make sense and which parts don't. If you have um, you know, a substantial amount sitting in the bank because you weren't sure what to do with it. I, Jen, I, I run into very few people that say, I have a lot of money in the bank because that's where I think it should be. You, yeah, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. Most of the time it's uh, we either inherited it or we sold something or it's just accumulated and I wasn't sure what to do with it. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to make a mistake. Um, so that's a great opportunity to look at alternatives for that money. And then the other one that we see sometimes is when the markets are so volatile Uh, Sometimes in a retirement account like a 401k or IRA, people shift over into a money market or into a very low returning bond fund. And it's certainly possible that some of the money should be in that place, but it's quite possible as well there's other allocation options in that 401k we might want to be considering. So that's where having... You know, a a team that focuses on retirement planning can help you look at all of those various options Mm -hmm. and help you understand what are the risks and rewards that are potential. Because ultimately, what we want to try and do is help you figure out how to um, generate the amount of return you need to accomplish your goals and keep your risk as low as possible.
1: Let's talk a little bit more about those different options for where to put our money and how how we figure out the appropriate place to put our money because there are a lot of different options out there. So how do we figure out what is best for us?
0: Uh, how do we figure out the best way to allocate our money? Mm-hmm. So Jen, that's a per- that's a favorite question of mine um, <laughs> because it leads to uh, what we believe are the three important principles of investing so okay. uh, those are number one there's no such thing as a perfect investment mm. um, so if anyone tells you there is um, that's you know the, the one person who's did that that I know of, of the last few couple of decades was Bernie Madoff.
1: oh yikes. Right? you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but everyone wants safety uh, we want good return and we want to be able to access our money um, but nothing can have all three of those so mm-hmm. we have to have some kind of combination now because of that that means we need to divvy up our money or diversify it and that's okay it's just the first rule Rule. the second one is a little uh, maybe a little more surprising to people um, it, successful investing is not really about the average return you earn it's about can you accomplish your goals hmm. and that that boils down to what you're trying to accomplish so if you're saving uh, for retirement 40 years from now, um, you should be invested completely differently than if you're saving to buy a car in three months, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's right. clear to us. So uh, clearly, um, there's more things that are more important. The last piece ties in with that, which we talk about the three phases of your investment life. You have kind of the years you're accumulating when you're far off from retirement. That's the first phase. The last phase, of course, is when you're in retirement and spending the money. And then in between, there's a transition phase when you have to figure out how do I start really shifting over for retirement. And whichever phase you're in should determine a lot of your goals, right? So if you're 30 or 40 years from retirement, you really should be investing very differently than someone who's in retirement. And so those are our three questions that we want to make sure that uh, anyone understands. And I think it's it can be a very powerful place to get started in, in kind of answering that question that you asked.
1: You know, Pat, when, we, when we're looking at the different options for where we can put our money, things like annuities seem to get a bad rap. You can find a lot of negative <laughs> headlines about that. But I wonder if people are even aware of the different types of annuities that are out there. I mean, it, it's not like there's just one. If buying an annuity might make sense for us, how do we find the right one for our situation? Because, again, there are different flavors or, or kinds of annuities.
0: Yes, and I think, um, Jen, to your point, the problem with annuities is there are so many different kinds, and there's so many different kinds for so many different purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that can be so challenging. In fact, I would say there is not a single other word in finance that means more different things to different people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you say to someone, hey, what do you think of annuities – you could ask 10 different people and they could all be imagining something different. So uh, it really comes back to your goals, Jen. Um, the two main benefits that we've seen from annuities are a lot of them have some type of safety of principle, so you can't lose. And then a lot of them have some type of guaranteed lifetime income. Um, now, some people have tremendous value in having those features. And for some people, they don't. So we have clients that Uh, invest much more heavily in annuities than others. And we have a number of clients that don't use annuities. Um, So that's the the thing that we always tell people is, you know, it's not about a belief as if annuities are like a religion or something (laughs) like that. It's about what things can help you accomplish your goals. And and as long as we focus on that, that's really going to help you you know, in the long run, because things are always focused on what you want them to be focused on. And that goes back to that idea that we just really need to make sure that we're focused on your goals because, you know, what else is, what else matters? That's the beauty of having an independent planning team that's focused on your retirement planning to help you. If you don't have that, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement re- review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, call now at 803 803- nine, retire.
1: Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. I'm Jen Rezac alongside. You know, where to stash cash in a low interest rate world is really challenging, but there are other challenges as well. So I want to talk about some of those other risks and some of those other challenges here. What about issues like taxes, Pat? I mean, do you, do you think people are fully aware of the benefits of being proactive and understanding how to do that?
0: Yeah, I, I think proactive tax planning is one of my favorite phrases uh, <laughs> <laughs> right now, which obviously tells you what kind of a financial geek I am. But uh, yeah, it's that's there can be so much value there. And I, and I would say on the one hand, never more in my career have I had more people thinking about taxes than right now. So hmm. in that sense, it's, it's awesome that a lot of people are thinking about it. On the other hand, specific to your question, Jen, um, i definitely don't think most people have any idea how powerful that planning can be uh, I'm working with um, clients right now actually that are in their mid-50s and um, we are working heavily in this area and w- if we look at you know over a number of decades um you know if let's say they live to 90 i mean this could be over a half a million dollars mm. difference for them wow. um, just by doing some tax planning now um, now that means you know Big decisions, you know. um, You know, do you take an IRA and convert it to Roth IRA? You know, those types of. There's a lot of different tools in that planning, Um, and of course, it's not a one size fits all either. But yeah, I think that that is really something that we, to us, it's very important that everyone be aware of. You know, the different ways you can do proactive tax planning, and then once again, it comes back to individualizing it to you and seeing if it makes sense for you.
1: And when we talk a little bit about tax planning and being proactive. We're trying to create a long-term plan for our retirement here. We're talking about 20, 30 years in retirement. How do we work around the big unknowns like what tax rates will be like or what will be happening with interest rates in the future? Because we don't have that information right now when we're building a plan for 30 years from now.
0: Yeah, how do we how do we know what's going to happen decades from now? That's a yeah. great question, and of course, no one can predict the future perfectly. Um, so we always have to start with where things are right now. You know, what are tax rates right now? What are interest rates right now? What's the inflation rate? Um, and then what we can do is uh, what we like to do is work with our clients together and try and discuss best guesses. And for some things, you know, what's the stock market going to do next year or the next five years? Well. The truth is no one knows, of course. Um, but you know, what are interest rates going to be for the next year? Well, they're awfully low right now. We think that's probably a safe bet. What are tax rates going to do in the future? Well, we don't know for sure, but we do know that our debt as a country has gone up so much so fast, over $27 trillion right mm. now. I mean, it's just a just a staggering amount. And most of the experts that we've talked to and listened to believe that tax rates have to go up. So while we don't know for sure what the future holds, that is an important topic that we want to make sure our clients are considering in their planning, because the last thing we want to do is have all your money tax deferred, and then all of a sudden we thought we were going to pay 15%, now it's 20 or 25 or 30%. That could absolutely devastate your retirement plans.
1: Pat, talk about your process for sitting down with somebody and potentially making adjustments to their strategy so they don't get off track. When we're talking about something happening with the economy or something changing with tax policy or maybe something happening in their personal life, how often do you think it's necessary to go back and make those adjustments?
0: Yeah, I mean, and we all know, of course, adjustments are necessary with any plan. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people who have been sold a financial plan, and then it's this big binder that sits on a shelf and collects dust, right? <laughs> and maybe it was a really good plan at the time, but you know, five, ten years from now, there's probably not a lot of value there. So it needs to be updated, of course. And we think that's very individualized in the sense that for many of our clients that are near or in retirement. Um, if there's nothing going on out of the ordinary in their lives or with their investments, then a lot of our clients like an annual update. Um, now certainly if something extraordinary is going on like um, you know a stock market crash or to your point if something's going on in your life personally, that could be changing things. For example, a simple example would be around your retirement date well of course there's a lot going on there and that needs to happen. so that's the reason we build our plans where we created an initial plan, and then we have a strategy for how, how we're going to be updating it. And you know that can be individualized, and we think it's really important that you have that flexibility. Once again, if you have a team, but they aren't updating things, or if you don't have a team, call us now and see if uh, our five-step retirement review can be of help to you. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE to get started. If you've saved at least $250,000 for retirement, that number again is 803-9-RETIRE.
1: We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert Tim Hanbury.
4: Have you ever heard of the income-related monthly adjustment amount, or IRMA, before? Well, don't feel bad. Most people haven't either. IRMA is a surcharge to the cost of Part B and Part D premiums for individuals based on their income from two years ago. If your income was above $87,000 as a single person, or $174,000 if you're married, you'll receive an IRMA charge. I won't get into all the details, but no IRMA can add about $70 to about $425 per month to your cost depending on your income. So if you have a higher income or sold a property, received a bonus or deferred compensation, you may run into this. Please know there is a process to reduce or eliminate these costs once you're on Medicare. If your income will be less in retirement than it was two years ago, then it makes sense to appeal this charge. Your financial planner can also show you ways to reduce your taxable income prior to retirement, which helps reduce or eliminate these charges before they happen. Please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, would be the best insurance you ever had.
1: Visit Tim's website, medicareblueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation.
3: 2021 is here. If retirement is part of your plans for the new year, call Pat and the team at Preservation Specialists today. 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE.
1: Thanks for joining us today. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and the author of the book, Save Your Retirement. Pat gets questions each and every week about all things retirement. So we're going to go ahead and open up our Save Your Retirement mailbag and go over some common retirement questions. We figure if these folks have these questions, you probably have a similar one. So uh, we'll get some thoughts from Pat on that. So Pat, sound good? You ready for our first question?
0: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Okay. First question comes from Ben. He's about to retire and wondering if he should pay off his home.
0: Oh, yeah. So that is absolutely one of the most common questions we get, Jen. Mm -hmm. And this is another one where, you know, I know I said this earlier in the show, but it's one of those things where you can Google the answer to that and you're going to have millions of articles that probably say this is what every person should do. But we really believe it depends on so much about your personal situation. Some examples of questions we would ask is, of course, simple things like how much money is left on the balance of the mortgage. Another one that we would ask is, where is the money at that you want to use? And the reason I ask that, Jen, is because I've had that question from a number of people. And in certain cases, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, In fact, a lot of people hire us two, three, four years from retirement. And part of their goal is to just kind of over time, maybe out of even cash flow, if they can just aggressively pay down their mortgage because they've been working on it for years. Mm-hmm. But let's say someone is about to retire, they've got a hundred thousand dollars left on their mortgage balance and they've got money in their 401k and they want to use that. Well, that's a lot more complicated because to get a hundred thousand dollars out of your 401k, that money's taxable. So you might have to take a hundred thirty thousand dollars out of your 401k, pay all those taxes. That may put you in a higher tax bracket for this year, which may affect how much you've had withheld out of your paycheck. And then, of course, you've got that huge reduction in your 401k. And if you're planning on retiring off of that money, that's another complication. Hmm. So uh, those are types of things that we would want to find out from someone. As a basic concept, we love the idea of of being debt-free in your home. One of the advantages of being debt-free with your home means... Without having a mortgage payment, that means you need less income every month, which means that you could be paying less income taxes. You might be in a hmm. lower tax bracket. So that's one of the things I like about having the debt paid off. But but hopefully that's a good example of why it can depend heavily on the different particulars for each individual person.
1: Right. And just another good reminder why it's, it's good to get the specifics about your situation before – you make a big decision like that so we we certainly appreciate the question let's go to our next one this one's from carol she's been hearing a lot about roth iras should she do a traditional ira or a roth ira how do you answer that question mm,
0: that's another good one so <laughs> uh so you know, let's let's talk through that a little bit. So, a traditional IRA works a lot like a 401k, uh, which means we're putting money into that account. Um, we are typically, uh, for the most part, getting a tax deduction for putting the money in, and then uh, it grows tax deferred. So, you're not taking you're not paying taxes along the way. And then, but then when you withdraw the money, it's taxable. Now, the concept behind the traditional IRA and the 401k, as those were created essentially in the 70s, was defer the taxes while you're working, you're in a higher tax bracket, and then when you retire, hopefully you're in a lower tax bracket, and then you'll pay less taxes. Well, if that works out, then that's a pretty great deal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can probably guess, Jen, uh, that that's not always the case. (laughs) (laughs) And we have clients that the biggest frustration they have is they saved everything in their 401k and traditional IRA, and now they're paying a lot of taxes in retirement. So that's kind of the starting point. Now with the Roth IRA, uh, which our listener asked about, uh, works very differently. You don't get a deduction for putting the money in, but it grows without tax. And then based on following the proper rules of withdrawing the money, the Roth area would come out completely tax-free. So that's a pretty awesome deal. Now, again, it always depends on your situation. There's no perfect planning, but we do have a lot of clients that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s. And what they're looking at, Jen, is if tax rates are either gonna stay the same or if they're gonna go up in the future because our country's debt is so much, then how can I start to shift money away from the tax deferred and get Mm -hmm. towards the tax free? So that would mean a little less focus on traditional IRA and 401k and more focus on things like the Roth IRA. Um, So that's not a blanket statement. That doesn't mean it's perfect for everybody, Uh, but we do think there's there's a lot of power in looking at options like a Roth IRA to hopefully protect you uh, if tax rates are higher in the future.
1: All right, Carol, appreciate the question. Let me just take a quick second to give the phone number as we are answering some of these common retirement questions that have come in from folks listening. If you have a specific question, if one of these types of situations is something that you're facing as well and you'd like to talk through a little bit more on the specifics, 803-9-RETIRE is the way you can reach Pat Struby and the team at Preservation Specialists. That's 803-9-RETIRE. One more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Moving on to our next question. This one is from Don, and he's tired of being a landlord on his properties <laughs> but isn't sure about selling them. What are some of the pros and cons to renting out property as a supplement for retirement income?
0: Oh, that's a good question, Don. Um, So I, uh, of course, over decades, um, I've met a lot of people that have owned real estate and were landlords and... I will tell you, Jen, that I've met a lot of people that have made a lot of money in real estate. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, one, the, my first question whenever someone is kind of going through wh- what their current situation is and when they have properties like that, my first question is always "What what is their preference? Uh, because some people enjoy it or it's kind of like it's almost like it becomes their job in retirement. Some people want that and some mm-hmm. don't, of course. Right, right. Um, so, uh, but a lot of people come to us and part of the discussion is we've made a lot of money in this, but we're tired. Uh, It's exactly what Don said. And what what can we do? So there's a lot of considerations there. Um, You know, if you have uh, real estate um, and you sell it, there could be tax implications there. So, of course, we're not CPAs, but we know there are some ways to avoid or defer taxes upon the sale of real estate. So that's an important item to bring up. Of course, what we want to figure out is how much income can you generate off of that? And of course, the other thing to figure out is if you continue renting. One of the important things to understand is how much income are you getting in total, but how much are you actually getting in net? Uh, because we all, anyone who owns real estate knows there's expenses, right? And in fact, um, one of my mentors many years ago talked about the benefits of having a professional portfolio of real estate, like uh, you know, an investment, as opposed to owning it. Itself is he said. Hmm. You can have the benefits of real estate without the three T's. Have you heard this before, Jen? Oh, the
1: three T's. Yeah, the three
0: T's of real estate is taxes, tenants, and
1: toilets. Oh no, (laughs) all fun things to deal (laughs) with.
0: So, I'm sure uh, anyone who owns, who is a landlord to their properties and is tired of it, it's probably because they've had situations where the toilet's leaking or something like yeah. that. And of course, you got to pay the property taxes. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of options there. And it really depends on what someone's trying to accomplish.
1: All right. Appreciate the question, Dawn. Our next question is from Dale. He's heard that when you delay Social Security, your benefits grow at 8%, and that's better than what his investments are doing, he says. Should I let my Social Security grow since it's a sure thing?
0: Well, you know this is a favorite topic of mine, Jen. (laughs) Um, So uh, just as a refresher, um, um, the uh, full retirement age, depending on the year you're born, is, is somewhere between 66 and 67 Um, You can claim as early as 62, and those benefits are reduced at that time. And you can defer and have them grow up to age 70. And um, Dale is correct. Um, Those benefits are uh, 8% higher every year. Um, So on the one hand, um, there's a huge advantage to delaying those benefits. However, I'm I'm sure you know, Jen, I meet with a lot of people. And a lot of people say, well, that's fine. But that means it's one less year that I have the money. So um, we don't know how long we're going to live. Uh, we don't know about the financial uh, safety of Social Security. I mean, uh, there's a lot of factors into making that decision, and the answer that I, I know, uh, you know, conceptually where I'm going with this, Jen. To me, it always depends on. Um, the difference between maximizing your social security benefits and optimizing Mm -hmm. them. And what I mean by that is maximizing them literally means make them as large as possible. Um, So that means you would delay them until age 70, but that's not the right choice for everybody. Um, And optimizing it means making the best decision for you. Um, And that entails discussing when you're gonna retire, it talks about what other benefits do you have. Do you have 401 k Do you have pensions? How are we going to piece that retirement income together? It's very rare for someone to live just off of one monthly deposit. Um, you know, If you have a married couple, a lot of times they both have Social Security benefits. Maybe they've got one pension. Uh, maybe they've got a couple of IRAs. Maybe we've created a Roth IRA. So there could be three, four, five, six, seven places we're drawing that income from. And the bottom line is what most people want how do I generate, how do I squeeze as much income out of those places as possible while making sure I never run out of money? And so what that's really the goal of helping someone create a retirement income plan. And part of that is helping you figure out what's the best choice for you with Social Security.
1: All right, let's go ahead and do one more as we are going through our Save Your Retirement Mailbag today. Last question is from Connie, who's had a life insurance policy for a long time and just wondering if she still needs it now that she's retired.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. So uh, with life insurance, there's two thoughts that I would have there. Uh, One is uh, Connie's right. For most people, you buy life insurance when you're younger. Um, You have less assets. You probably have more debts. Uh, and you probably have more people depending on you. Right? Maybe you bought it when you had little kids, right? So that's a really different place. That's probably when you need the most life insurance in your life. Well hopefully over time, those things change. Hopefully the kids, um, you know, <laughs> move <away>. out. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe actually start making some money instead of spending the money. Right. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, hopefully you're paying down your mortgage or even pay it off. And then hopefully you're also saving for retirement. So your assets are accumulating. So it's almost like a teeter totter where it's, or a seesaw where it's kind of going from one way to the other. So you could certainly argue with that case. You don't need the life insurance. Um, now, having said that, Um, We have a lot of clients that just don't have any use or um, don't use a lot of life insurance in retirement, but we have others. There are other uses for life insurance in retirement, and and that's beyond the scope of the time we have today. But, um, you know, life insurance can have tax advantages. Um, It can protect your spouse. Um, It can protect, um, you know, a a loved one. If something happens to you, it can pre-fund you know, college funds for grandkids, there's a lot of ways it can be leveraged. And so that's where we would want to look at, you know, what's the benefit of that insurance policy versus any cost, any additional premiums you have to make. And it's a a really good topic to really have someone who knows a lot about life insurance. We really want to dig into that policy and see, you know, what's that look like and what possible benefits can you and your family have before you make any final decisions uh, with that policy.
1: Thanks, everybody, for sending in those questions into our Save Your Retirement mailbag. Check out the website to learn a little bit more, retirewithpat.com. And with that, Pat, great collection of questions here in this last part of the show. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with here today?
0: Well, I think, Jen, uh, one of the things I like about taking the mailbag questions is it just it really hits on the point that um, there's not a lot of just generic rules that everyone should follow. And it's the reason that we wanted we were passionate about being an independent firm because we wanted to be able to help everyone individually and not have people just be an account number or anything like that. If you feel like you're in a situation where you could use independent individualized advice, give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to get started is call 803-9-RETIRE.
1: You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number one more time, 803-9-RETIRE. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. I'm Jen Rezac. Thanks for joining us here today. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.
3: Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc., Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc., both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate
2: or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.